What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja View Podcast. This is the month or the year of The Sopranos. We're talking about the beginning of season six. Uh, episodes one and two. I'm here with Travis Mejia. How you doing, Travis? I'm doing good, Trey. What's up? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, watch, watch two episodes of The Sopranos and we're talking about it. Dude. Right? That's what we're doing here. That's what this podcast is about. That's what we do. It is what we do. We talk. We don't talk food. We're not going to talk about best fast food or pizza crimes. We're talking about the Sopranos. That's right. We usually get all that out in our pre-show meeting. Now, just right. to make sure that we don't talk about anything else except for Sopranos, <clears throat> uh, D- Game of Thrones. We'll put that in there. Uh, we have some other stuff that we reference, but you know, mostly it's the Sopranos thing. Mostly it's, it's that, at least for this, this season season. Are we referring to these as seasons? I don't know if we've ever (laughs) decided on that. I think so. Yeah, we could do that. Season two (laughs) of Deja Vu is on season six of the Sopranos now. Episodes one and two, uh, onto a new season. I do enjoy, uh, or I I like how much time there is between seasons. I think this might be the longest amount of time between seasons. Yeah, it seems that way. This was like, what, didn't they say is it 18 months or something like that? Something like that. And then, I mean, that coupled with last season being probably the longest time period within a season, they've covered quite a bit of ground here in the last five six episodes i guess well i mean just the show in general it's i mean it started filming in 1998 mm-hmm. and it ends in 1997 so it's been like an 11 year process for the show's been for six plus seasons right right it's interesting mm-hmm. did breaking bad pretty much go you know year after year or did they take like 10 nine months off in between I'd have to look that up. Because I know Thrones did that. But I don't know did. too many shows that I think that HBO on. can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. I know um, AMC does, they do that like split season thing where they take, you know, three months off in the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know of any other networks that do that a whole lot. On, you know, something that's got 10, 15 episodes in it. Anyway. So Breaking Bad, uh, season seven, or I'm sorry, season one was January 2008 to March 2008. Season two was March 2009 to uh, to May 2009. Season three was March 2010 to June 2010. Season four was July 2011 to October 2011. So they took a little bit of time. A little hiatus there. Uh, And then season... Five, which is split into two, mm-hmm. was July 2012 to September 2012 and August 2013 to September 2013. So yeah. they pretty so, much, they did it in like the five years of time that they did episodes. They, but right. they did take a little time off in between. So yeah, yeah. So Sopranos, they, I mean, they slow burned this thing real they hard. They did. <laughs> they did like a season every other year. Yeah. Which is weird. But maybe that kind of, led to its greatness in a way because it's always kind of on your mind yeah yeah they let it slow i mean they did they kind of did 
they ran with the almost the exact same game plan with Sopranos as far as laying out episodes as they did with Game of Thrones. You know, they took off time a lot of time in between to kind of build up the demand for it and then drop it and it's six, seven, eight weeks. That's different from Sopranos, but like they kind of had the same game plan as far as releasing the episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's probably just the way that HBO likes to do it. Yeah. It's and I mean, form. hell, like, look at Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, it's that's been going on since, like, 1998 as well. Yeah, well, yeah, we got an episode in, in a Sopranos episode. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that that had, like, a almost a 10-year hiatus. Or mm-hmm. almost, I mean, I don't know if it was 10 years, but it was pretty long. Yeah, it was very long. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I hadn't really so, thought about it. Yeah. Uh, HBO is strange. They can kind of do what they want. Home box office. So this episode starts off with one of my favorite, or at least the f- premiere, episode one, starts off sort of with one of my favorite intros. Because I think this intro kind of, it kind of sets up what's about to happen in kind of the entire season. Mm-hmm. That is sort of about death and the inevitable. Depends on how you look at it, I guess. But we're led to believe it's the inevitable death of Tony Soprano. Yeah, right? that that seems to be where we're headed here, for sure. And also the idea of change. Can one change? Can one um, redeem themselves? Can one change who they are? Yeah. But we have... Yeah. We, we have the... Um, and you know what's weird too? It starts off very weird, like I because I I've watched that I've watched the whole Seven Souls intro a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and the first line is, "Don't underestimate what what is it?" Um, I forgot. Hold on, I need to find that line because it's the it's the two FBI agents who now aren't even on. It's, yeah, it's they're the terrorists. Guy folks. we've seen, yeah, the one guy we've seen forever, and then his new guy, new partner. And the line is, man, if I could find it, because it's it's weird. It starts off. I I could have sworn there was more before that, but it starts starts off with them in the car. And uh, the one FBI agent saying, "Don't enter." I uh, pretty much don't underestimate the taste of the American public or something like. Yeah. Really weird how it started off. Yeah, they they do that a lot though. Like where they'll just kind of like. They find something that they really like, and then they shoehorn it in somehow, you know? Make mm-hmm. it fit to whatever they're doing for that episode. Right. But you do get the Seven Souls intro, which I think is really cool. Uh, how did you like it? Uh, you know, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a fun little uh, fun little way to do it. It's different from the normal <clears throat> season premiere episode where we're... You know, usually, and this is two years in a row where he's walking down to the end of the driveway to get the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he's not. He's not. Yeah, but that's, yeah. 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 Not this year or last season because he was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kicked out. Yeah, exactly. We do get a, a montage of sh- kind of showing life going on. What's happened since uh, also uh, Vito is now a series regular. As we'll see, he has a lot more screen time this uh, this episode and next episode. And we lost all season, that weight. He did, uh, the, and I, I bet I wonder if that was that was probably the actor's decision. It wasn't necessarily a, a avert an edict. I would say. Yeah, I don't think probably so. actor decision on that, and you just write that in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, we kind of we get that. We get Janice now has a baby. She's got <laughs> I like that cool tattoo on her breast, the the Rolling Stones lips. Yeah, she looks like she's about to abandon that one just like she did the last oh, one. Oh jeez, man. Oh sorry. My bad. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> Uh, we have Bobby with his train set. We have the um, the underling Eugene or uh, getting the inheritance money. We have Meadow with her boyfriend. Uh, we have we have um, AJ in college. We have a bunch of stuff. I want to I want to go through everything first. Okay, because that's that's sort of just like a summary. We have Carmela uh, having a dream about Adriana, and she's. Building that house. Was now. it a dream, or is she at the house and she's just like imagining her there? I think that was a dream. Okay, because she does mention the dream in the next episode. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, that makes sense. So this is kind of my notes. All right, as far as that, the seven souls, the meaning of it, or maybe what what do you interpret it? Interpret that whole kind of poem to be about. I think you're kind of I think you're kind of right on where it's you know it's leading us to where we are death and resurrection it's very foreboding I know that mm-hmm. you know uh, you know I, I I think you're I think you're about where, where you kind of said it a minute ago is it's leading us where we're gonna end up it you know kind of takes us from the beginning it ties from you know has stuff like that I don't know I, I liked it I just I guess I didn't think about it as hard as you did. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I tell you, man, it, it's weird. I, I, That's like one of the things that really stuck with me watching the show the first time around. Yeah. And I actually like listened to the, the whole like kind of song poem thing, like as it is just out of context before. Yeah. And so no, I, I, I've always enjoyed it for some reason. I don't know why, but I've always liked it. Uh, so apparently I'm reading, I just, I'm seeing a note about it. He tried to use the song for the pilot episode. Oh really? Yeah. Like he wanted to use it there. Chase did. And mm-hmm. then finally ended up getting it in here. That's so interesting. it kind of goes back to what I said. They find something they like and they figure out a yeah. way to get it in. Yeah. So they mentioned Ren, the director. They're pretty much there are seven souls that leave your body once you're dead. The ancient Egyptians postulated seven souls. Ren, the director, director David Chase, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's the the director of the film, which is the show. We also had see the train mentioned when he says the word death. And we know that Bobby will inevitably be shot and fall on a train set. We have um, Sekum, or Sekum. That's... Uh, an energy kind of that that's what kind of starts things and that's we see eugene getting the inheritance money that's kind of what starts off this next episode mm-hmm. we get caught the guardian angel we see meadow who has been tony's sort of guardian angel as we'll see also in the next episode she's probably the most uh she has probably the most nuts of the whole soprano clan yeah she definitely uh she steps up in a, in a big way she does we have a ball, the heart, often treacherous. We see when we hear the word treacherous, we see, I always forget the guy's name, but the rat, pretty much. The guy who's been talking to the FBI. Oh, Ray Curto. Yeah. Ray Curto or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we see Ka, the double, which is AJ. You know, funny thing is, I always thought, and I didn't, hadn't looked at the lyrics until now, it was, I always thought it said the devil, which I didn't guess it didn't make sense to me, <laughs> but the double makes a lot more sense when talk about AJ, because he is. 
Tony's double. He's right. his son. <clears throat> he's the double. Right. <clears throat> then we get uh, Adri- the, the whole dream with Adriana saying she's, uh, well, pretty much Carmela saying she's worried all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're sharing a cigarette. And then we hear the song kind of kick back in. And Kahabit is shadow memory. And that's Adriana fading away. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Uh, then is Seku the remains, and that's we see. Uh, I always thought it was Tony waking up, but it was Carmela waking up as the remains. So maybe the remains of the marriage, yeah, or the remains of of Tony, or, or you know. Anyway, that's what I have on that opening. Very good. I like that. Like I said, uh, I I, I probably <clears throat> just didn't think about it enough. <laughs> okay, that's all uh, good. No, it's it's I it's very cool. I like the way yeah. I like the way you ran us down on that. Um, meanwhile, back in, back in, like, I guess, Soprano real world, a lot of stuff kind of seems to be kind of falling back into the way they were, where it was, you know? Yeah. And actually probably better than the way it was. I mean, Tony and Carmela are going to a sushi restaurant a bunch. Every day. Uh, yeah. It it also kind of just shows like in Tony even jokes about it. Like they really are falling back into where. It's it's old times. He's not you know he's not really worried about impressing or doing the right thing. He's he likes the sushi almost more than he likes uh, Carmela at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he goes there by himself. Yeah, and do you, now, do, as a married man, do you and your wife have a restaurant no. you guys go to? All you don't? No, okay. I mean we have sort of... places that like you like that we like. But and she wouldn't be mad. No, absolutely not. No. You no. went to Benihana's without her. <laughs> Benihana's. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I mean, we've got a couple that, like, we go to, and that's, like, a restaurant that we go to together, but it's not, like, it's forbidden for you to go with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was a bit odd, but I don't know. I'm not married. Yeah, and it was, you know, that was that was classic man-woman communication problems there because right. she, if she thought that that's what it was, she should have been like, you know what, we should make this only our place. Only we come here. Like you can't make okay. those sorts of uh, declarations without letting the other person know, especially if they're a big fatty. I mean, and knowing, I, you know, and I guess if it was any other relationship, it would, it would kind of be, oh, that's kind of a weird thing for her. But knowing Tony and knowing the history, mm-hmm. we maybe we see that a little peaks of maybe tony kind of reverting back to kind of his selfish ways yeah that's yeah that's kind of what i'm i'm getting at is that like he's just kind of getting i mean he's just getting back to being him you know Mm -hmm. you get comfortable after the newness of the old wears off you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. then you fall back into the way things were now i don't know if he's banging chicks on the side constantly right now i don't think he is anymore doesn't seem like it he doesn't no he doesn't seem like it but uh he does buy our new porsche yeah, yeah, he does. Which that's her falling right back into her comfort. Which you know she did that last season too. But yeah. falling right back into her comfortability of oh, pretty, pretty gifts. This is awesome. Yes, you know. Tony does weigh himself. We have a two hundred and eighty pounds worth of Tony Soprano. Well, I enjoyed his uh, his strategy for this. You do the clothes all on first. Oh yeah, cuz that way if you that way if you don't like the number, you can shave a couple of ounces off there. Uh-huh. You get on there naked and you don't like the number, you got a problem. Right. I did just weigh myself today. Yeah? What are we sitting at? Not I'm not 280. Nice. I'll tell you that. Okay. Okay. I'm about uh let me I'm about uh 
It's calculating now here on the deja vu. About 47 pounds less. All right. Good job. Good yeah. job. Less than 280. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i sitting right around 205, 207 right now myself. Okay. Oh, that's you're better than I am. 205, 207? Yeah. I had the flu at the beginning of the year and lost like 20 pounds. I need to lose some weights. I don't. Yeah, I need to. I need to get back. Tony needs to lose some weight. Jesus Christ, he does. He's so fat. <laughs> really is. He's so um, fat. He is very fat. He's a very fat man. Uh, which, which kind of, you know, it, it's weird talking about that, knowing what, because it's, it's one thing making fun of Hurley, because we know the guy, the actor's alive and yeah. he's doing well. It's another to talk about James Gandolfini, because it's like he's dead <laughs> and he kind of probably died because of how heavy he was yeah uh it's also kind of like a hindsight sort of thing is it's probably more pronounced because i know how he died whereas like if you know he was hurley i don't when i see hurley i don't necessarily think like oh there's that fat he's getting really fat Mm -hmm. uh it's also a different level of fat hurley and and and, right and also i think yes i think hurley's just a big guy in general yeah i don't know how there's some folks that are just thick you know there's just some thickens out there that no matter what they <laughs> thickens ever, yeah thickens and then also i think i oh sorry go ahead no yeah i was just gonna say no matter what they do they're gonna have a hard time being a smaller a smaller mm-hmm. person i i think also tony i think that was sort of part of his character is the weight gain you know oh definitely there's the i mean chris says it last season he's eating his feelings and he's stressed out and he's alone mm-hmm. he doesn't have anybody to reach out to for advice so he goes and eats a nice plate of hot ziti yeah it's a whole freaking casserole of it oh yeah all of it i thought i could use some ziti right now i'll tell you that it sounds pretty tasty it does sound i'm having tasty. i'm having pizza tonight though so i'll be all oh, right we are i am right. i did get those unemployment checks Ooh. so i might have to get a might have to make Splurge. a little celebration <laughs> maybe a little bit <laughs> got a raise bit. there you go i mean it hasn't dropped yet but uh but it's maybe, coming maybe friday <laughs> well congratulations friday. buddy i'm happy for you thank you thank you for the congratulations thank i know you for knowing that i know times have been tough I'm that, doing okay. Eating all that dog I'm food. I'm doing fine. T- times, yeah, I know. All that dog food. Mm. Times are worse for other people. That's I'll true. That. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. We do. We do know that. We do know that. Um, let's see. What else happened in this thing? We had uh, Hesh and his son-in-law. Yes, it was a son-in-law. Get get assaulted. Get. That was a f- kind of funny mm. scene. I, well, you know, throughout the series, most of the violence is kind of comedic. Yes. It, it's done comedically, you know? Un- it's always a bit slapstick. And if it's not, it means somebody's getting disgustingly killed. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, anytime... Like the Furio. Like, when the first time we see Furio and yes. like violence. Yes, or when they... Or the first time we see Tony pull a gun out and shoot somebody. It's but so even, abrupt. Even, yes, <clears throat> yes. Well, like the first time he murders someone, that was a bit much. But even when he pulls the gun out of a fish, like yeah. that was a bit comedic. Yeah, right. That was yeah. a bit funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of their, a lot of, they kind of hide the heinousness of the crimes behind a little bit of funniness. Like, okay, last yeah. season's a good example when uh, Eugene hits that dude with the bottle after he calls him gay. Yeah. Like, 
kind of funny. He like, called him gay, and he uh, freaked out, and he hit him with a bottle. <laughs> right. So they get surrounded by um, I, Phil. I guess it's Leotardo's crew. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they think he's trying to impeach on their territory. Right, and they try to get away, <clears throat> and his boy gets knocked out. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, he got Hesh run over. Hesh gets o- a broken nose. Yeah, yeah. Hesh gets... No, no, he doesn't get run over. Yeah, he gets run over. Hesh doesn't okay. get run over, but his buddy does, right? Yeah. Or his son-in-law, I guess. Son-in-law. Yeah. And so now this is creating another... Essentially, Tony's at the point where he's... We're getting a little concerned that with Johnny out of the picture, Phil's going to be difficult to deal with, which we talked about that a lot in the last episode. Uh See, do we get do we get the uh, Phil and Johnny talk in this we do. episode? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because next episode's mostly just the hospital and the in the purgatory. Yes, yeah. Not to blow my load on what what I think it is, but uh, uh, this episode, yeah, we do get the conversation between Leotardo and Tony and the uh, Johnny and Phil as well. Yeah, which we get all that. I really liked. I really like. I, I really liked that. You know, just having it kind of take the heat off of the the mob storyline a little bit where, mm-hmm. you know, Phil is he's being real cooperative with Johnny and, you know, telling him, like, look, I don't Tony's want- being extremely cooperative. And then you have you know? Tony playing his side of things where he's like, look, this guy's going to be a problem talking to Christopher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we give him a little here. Maybe it works out better for us later on. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not a bad strategy. So it's a very much a of a stand standstill or a what do you call it when two sides have kind of stopped fighting for a while. Stalemate. Stalemate is it's a very much a stalemate. It's very much uh, North Korea, South Korea mm-hmm. until recently, mm-hmm. uh, where it's uh, or or I don't know what country or even like the Middle East. You know, you hear about like Pakistan, it's like a and truce Israel, almost a truce for a little bit. Yeah, and while know. we get everything in order, considering yeah. one. F- it would have been very interesting had they gone the other way and had Tony with Johnny out of the picture. I guess it, we don't know how long Tony or Johnny's going to be out of the picture, but it would have been real interesting to see if Tony would have tried to like actually take over that area mm-hmm. with the head cut off. Yeah, that would be know? interesting. Yeah, but that's probably way too much mob conflict for this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was always so is New York over New Jersey, or they kind of. I don't know. I get the. I get the impression that New York is sort of over New Jersey, like New Jersey is its like sister. Okay, like the sister to the family. Mm-hmm. Like they're all they're all together. They all do their thing together. But that New York, when it comes to matters of the entire organization, I guess probably makes the decision. Okay, that's how I understand it. Anyway, I don't yeah. know. It's a little unclear. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, it'd be like Dallas and, and Denton. Yeah. Kinda, sort of, know? yeah. Or Dallas and like Richardson. Kenny or Plano. Yeah, Richardson, yeah. Where like Dallas is the big kind of honcho, but they but Richardson kind of does their own thing too. Yeah, they do their own or thing I don't even know if under that's the like. You know what would be better? It would be Texas in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Or where a state can kind of do their own thing, but they all are also kind of 
having to kind of to do what the national yeah they have the, certain know. rules set up for everybody <laughs> and like there's a, there's a couple of guys that hold more sway than others and <clears throat> right from what i was gathering that johnny when he became boss of that family was getting a little bit more sway than what tony had right <clears throat> right let me see here so we went through all that uh let's just, before we get to junior let's uh look Eugene? at all this Oh yeah, I well, yeah. Those are the two big things, Eugene and Junior. So we can talk about Eugene. <clears throat> so I, I, he is definitely a background character where I forgot kind of who he was. Yeah, because a lot of those guys are kind of very backgroundy, and you just forget. Before Vito had his his episode where he got outed, Eugene and Vito could be the same person to me. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have been. Though you know Vito because he was extremely obese. Yeah, you know what I mean. Though they're inter- yes, interchangeable, interchangeable as a as a character as what they're you kind know, of what... just the secondary yeah. mobster character. Yeah, they carry out jobs. Right. Um. But yeah, so Eugene, it's it's an interesting story. I mean, it could have been anybody too. Like like you said, it, this could have been any of the lower kind of. Uh, of soldier captain sure. not captain but soldier basically kind of it couldn't like silvio wouldn't they couldn't have done that to him probably mm-hmm. not Polly, uh any of the names that you know right off the top of your head right so pretty much he gets an inheritance from an aunt who dies two million dollars him and his wife want to move to florida to get away from uh, a lot of it to get away from the mob, a lot of it is to get their son who's doing heroin to get him out of sort of his bad situation. Though, I don't know if it would have helped. I don't know who knows, but, I mean, you're going to find... There's shitty people everywhere, That right? scene was very interesting. It was kind of, you know, up until that point, since, you know, like we were saying, Eugene's not necessarily uh, a character that we all know and love. So, it was very interesting to show him in such a... Uh, sympathetic light yeah and then you get to that scene and you oh wait he is still probably like there's probably uh, a reason why his son has gone off the rails and mm-hmm. uh, he seems to have a bit of a temper issue as well there's some abuse in there yeah you know yeah he, he does threaten to smack the child which i mean if your kid's on drugs mm-hmm. maybe whatever but, but he does say, mm-hmm. are you going to touch me or something like that, where yeah. it sounds like there's a history, you know? Exactly. So yeah. it kind of takes you out of the, and I, I this was mm-hmm. definitely intentional to, like, take you out of the sympathetic figure. Sure. Yeah. There's something else kind of going on. Sure. Um. Yeah. So he's pretty much the whole episode trying to get Tony to <clears throat> sign off on him moving mm-hmm. uh, to Florida. And uh, Tony's kind of dragging his feet on it all, and yeah, he kind of probably had his mind made up that no. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. I so I didn't catch this, but did you note like did you notice that Eugene gave him a cut of the inheritance? Yeah, he did. Yeah, definitely did not notice that. Yeah, like I remember him like bringing in a payment, but I did not really get that. That's what that was. I just thought it was some some, some payment for something else. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> He's trying to butter him up, you know, so he can move. Like, he's trying to be... He's bringing in donuts on Saturday. 
Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's Travis. Yes, he you is. know. He, I know. I know. Donuts. I know all about it. Trying to get the crew to love you. I know bringing all some about Mexican it. food in. Bringing some tacos, right? Bringing some Mexican food and tacos. Trying to. Hey, that one guy's not here. Well, I bring some Mexican food in, and does the other guy bring in Mexican food? I don't think so. Does he bring in donuts? No. Never. Okay. I'm doing it. Seems like I'm better. Seems like yeah. you should let me go move to Florida. You should. You should have <laughs> Travis move to Florida. <laughs> you should. Let's have Travis move to. I, <laughs> I'm good. If there if there's okay. another state out there, I'm gonna move to. It ain't Florida. See, I don't mean to get into it uh, off topic here. I always feel like Florida got a bad rap because, like, I used to go to Orlando a lot because my a lot of my family lived in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I always liked it going there. But I mean, it was you know it was lizards and Disney World and beaches. So I never, not until I was older, did I get that florida sucked from a lot of people but i've never hated it i mean i like i like florida beaches and stuff like that but florida is like uneducated texas in a lot of places okay you know like it's like un it's like texas is like the classy version of florida in a Uh lot of ways now i guess my my family is also i mean my my uncle's an accountant and my my family's pretty upper you know, middle class, so it's never been like I'm never going to a trailer. It's never been trashy, sure. Right where I was, yeah. No, you it was always went to Disney felt like World. Plano with. It felt like Plano with more palm trees. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of in a lot of places. I'm sure it's like that. Sure. We also anyway. do learn that, uh, despite again another thing that kind of takes your takes you out of the sympathetic figure as we find out eugene has another reason for wanting to get away and uh it's his his time could be running short anyway being that you know he's an fbi informant and everything right everyone's like you said last last episode i think they have an uh, infiltration problem Got a little rat problem <laughs> everyone's talking to the mafia or everyone's talking to the uh um to the FBI. Oh, sorry, the FBI. And it's and not, also it's not just Tony's crew either since we had there apparently uh Johnny's crew sings a little better than Tony's does. Yeah. Well, we do have Ray Caruto or whatever Curto. uh Curto giving them like that uh audio of a conversation about a murder right before he has a stroke. Yeah, but he and he was like the audio is kind of muddied, but I'm def I'll definitely uh vouch for it in court strokes yeah. out yep <laughs> and also you have uh adrian oh you have adriana's handler with both of them yes and uh I, this is the last time you see her so really she's probably like I've, I've had enough of the shit and retired but yeah this is the last time you see her huh didn't in the series that's interesting it's weird that they mm-hmm. even bring her back to have her in there just to have her go away yeah well yeah yeah it's interesting who knows the show is interesting on how it brings people in and out of episodes and stuff. Like, yeah, that, which we'll get to, uh, the uh, pussy just randomly appearing in the mirror yeah. in that one episode and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which uh, is still one of my favorite moments of the show, probably. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then, so, after all of this, Eugene comes, he gets told by, I guess, Silvio is the one that breaks Tony's decision yeah. to him. Yep. He says, your Florida thing, that's a no-go. Yeah. Uh, he even had Chris. Uh, Chris never put in a good word to Tony about that. No, not no. ever. Uh, Chris was gonna help him out, and then uh, so Silvio gives him the bad news, and Eugene talks to the FBI. They're not really too keen on letting him leave either, since Ray need to let this one go. Yeah, pretty much gonna have to let that go. And his wife is real pissed off, which she should should be. 
So he kind of figures he's only got really a couple of decisions here, <clears throat> and he goes with the hangs himself in his basement decision. Yeah, which was intense. Yeah, they sure lingered on. They love to linger on those types of deaths. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very the, the akin. Tinkle at the end. Uh huh. It's very akin to Walter White letting Jesse's girlfriend overdose. Yeah, because we just kind of watch her overdose for over the period over like three minutes. This is uh, the context is extremely different. But did you ever see the movie Twelve Years a Slave? Yeah, one time. Uh, what do you? That, uh, which scene are you talking about? The scene where he's being lynched. Barely though, like he wasn't <laughs> barely. It though. was like it was like. Oh. Um, well, no, no, no. It was like uh, he was like being lynched, but he had enough slack where he wouldn't die. Okay, but I, I think I remember that. It was like very long, and it was like lingering on, and like they take him, like he didn't die, but like he was. Didn't they like they beat him up and then they like, like slack hit hung him from a tree and then Matthew McConaughey yeah. comes and saves him or something like or uh, Brad Pitt Matthew or somebody. Is not Brad Pitt probably yeah, but I, I don't remember the. Maybe full I'm context. thinking of uh, I'm thinking of the Freeman something freeman something i don't know so it's, it's another it's another one of those period pieces yeah. about a white guy that helps out the blacks and during the civil war aren't those a lot of them huh well there's been two movies that i can think of I mean, django and chains uh, like kind of forgot about django mm-hmm. kind of forgot about django anyway yeah anyway uh you get a little tinkle as he hangs himself Jeez. i was gonna be like i was thinking like how do they do this and i'm like oh yeah they use a wire yeah makes sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Let's... what if the wire snaps though and you <laughs> that would suck yeah you get i'm sure there's bruce lead on sets okay <laughs> anyway let's talk about junior junior is gone he is he is not there anymore no and He's getting worse, and uh, so yeah, Tony is kind of in charge of them as well as Janice and Bobby. Janice and Bobby have in prior engagements; they don't want to deal with Junior, and so it seems like Tony kind of has the has had the magic touch. Yes, like he's the one that they call when he's being re- like just too much for them to handle. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been a lot to handle. Junior has. Yes, he has. Um, as you say, it always comes back to the first episode of the series. Yes. He's talking about a little pussy, right? The, and he wants to, to to kill him. He's wanting to shoot him. Yeah, who's been dead keeps, for a yeah. couple, three, four, five years. Yeah. Not pussy that we know. No. Little pussy, right? Yeah. yeah. And... Tony yeah. tells him to 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 get the FBI director J Edgar Hoover to investigate. Right, right, uh, and yeah, he's he's slipping into just pure Alzheimer's dementia, all that, and it's interesting. As someone who's violent like that, a violent person like Junior, to going lose into their mind, which yeah, that he um, takes his gun thinking Tony is or maybe he's reverting back to when he wanted to kill Tony too as well you know that's sort of how it felt when uh in the next I think it's in the next episode when the cops are talking to him and he he's putting all of the blame that he can't which that's what you would do I guess uh putting all the blame he can on Tony 
Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a depressive, that one. <laughs> but yeah, maybe he did. I, I think it's a little unclear. Well, I don't think he wanted to kill him like there. I think, I, I think it was like reverting back to that time. Right. No, I understand. In a way. Yeah, yeah. no, I got you. Uh, it is, it is, uh, it's very interesting to, to just, because it's never really pointed out exactly what he was thinking he was doing. If it was like he just thought somebody was downstairs or, like you said, trying to revert. He was reverting back to when he wanted to kill Tony or what. Uh, but he also called <clears> him <throat> uh, the guy's name, the pussy guy, the little pussy's name. Yeah. He uses the name of him when he shoots him. Yeah. So I mean, Very brutal. Tony's crawling everywhere, bleeding everywhere. All 280 pounds of them. <laughs> <laughs> just so they get, had to give you some context of how terrible that would be for him. Yes. And uh, finally calls an ambulance to, to come and get him. This, something. this is way out of the norm for this show. To, it is. To do this like actual climactic ending, uh, a, you know, a cliffhanger episode. And it kind of it sets the tone for what this last season and a half or so are going to be that look, we're, mm-hmm. we're playing for keeps this, this season. Uh, I don't know if Tony's going to make it to the next episode, you know? Uh, of course he is. And everybody, you know, knows that, but man, f- to do something so different from what you've done historically on this show. And David Chase is the king of the anti-climax in this episode. Not that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. And it it uh, it turned into a nice uh, nice. Uh, well, I mean, it can kind of be anticlimax because it's not someone you would expect. It's not the scenario you would expect. He's taking care of his uncle who has dementia, and that's who shoots him and almost kills him. You know, it's not it's not a rival gang, right? It's not it's not Eugene taking revenge. It's just an old sick man yeah i'm I'm not just i'm just not ever gonna No, you're right though yeah i'm not gonna label any time uh anytime the lead in a show gets shot and they leave us to think that he's dying right it definitely is a more anti-climax you know it's a more traditional cliffhanger yes 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 uh so for the the writing terrence winter wrote the episode and they won the primetime emmy for outstanding writing Okay. That year. Yeah, that's, that's a great episode. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, you know, like yeah. I said, very different. It's uh, it's not, it's different without being, being like the next episode well, or. Yeah. Uh, also compare it to the beginning of season four, where it was like very depressing. It was uh-huh. very sad and nervous and anxious, like right after nine eleven. This one was actually kind of happy at times. It was. You know, especially the Tony and Carmela scenes. Like, they seemed like they were doing well, mm-hmm. you know. I would say, seem... um, I would say it's, I would say it's closer to complacency. Just, like, okay okay with where we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe I was just hungry for sushi or something. Maybe, you, maybe you were just hungry for sushi. <laughs> you, yeah. you, just, you were just thinking about how great it would be for you to be eating sushi. Yes, that'd and, be great. Yeah, no, and, yeah, yeah. So, maybe. But it, it that's the, that's kind of how I'm reading it is... Everybody's somewhat okay with their situation. Bobby's okay. got his trains, uh, but there's like there's still things bubbling under the surface. Sure, you know. Sure, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, next episode called "Join the Club." 
we um, we kind of go right into, I guess, Travis. Where do you think Tony is? Uh, you know, I, I I know that I know that the conventional wisdom is that this is purgatory, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of questions about okay. that. If it is purgatory, questions. Let's hear it. Okay, so where all of these people in purgatory with him are they also on their deathbeds i would assume so so those are real people then i wonder i wonder if they're well i don't know i i think i think this might be another example of maybe your own personal purgatory Mm -hmm. like it's tony's own personal purgatory in his mind okay then that would bring me to what i think it is and it's his mind trying to deal with the coma you know yeah the confusion of being placed into a coma is uh, gonna cause some real craziness to go on upstairs and that's what i think it is but i'm here you know like i don't know that it really matters either way um i would say that it's i think they intended it to be closer to purgatory than a dream like thing yeah because because every other dream he's had has had a bunch of people that he knows in it where and it's also been more straightforward uh, also it's been more. all over the place yeah. this is way more straightforward yes it's yes um it's straightforward in some ways and then in other ways like everything in it alludes to things that are going on in his life yeah you know um <clears throat> The identity thing is real interesting, <laughs> for one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that I would say that's probably my take is that they intended it to be purgatory, but in in, in, in like if it's, if this was real life and somebody told me all of this, I would say that that's your brain trying to deal with the trauma. Yeah, yeah. I I I take it. I I find this more like. Um, what is it called? International Assassin, uh, which is the Leftovers episode where okay. he is an assassin. When he dies, he goes into this weird purgatory. I, I find it more like that where it's, yeah, it's maybe not clear to what it is, mm-hmm. but I think it alludes to something in the show that's out of our realm uh, because we get that with, with that pussy flash. That sounds weird. I stay out of context. Uh, in season two, we see the flash of pussy in the mirror. Uh, Stop using and, flash. That's where you're going wrong yeah. here. It's not the it's and, not the like sequence of words. It's just the words that you're saying. We we see an image of them. There we go. And uh, it's like kind of otherworldly, and this feels out of body, otherworldly. Maybe there's something. Maybe there's a world beyond the world of the Sopranos, and I think we get it. One more time. We see that flash a few times. That kind of the sun, be the the flash of the city. Yeah. And then we see this. We see it happen later on when Tony takes peyote. And a few episodes Hell later, yeah. we see a flash. Kind of like that. Okay. Uh, kind of related. Yeah, and I would say that that part definitely lends toward uh, purgatory. Because it seems like he's stuck between the flash and then there's fires going on on the news so, so it's like he's stuck where he is that make i mean you know interpretation whatever we have a bunch of interpretations if you want to get into interpretations let's interpret also this uh i guess there was a a 
a, a group of fans of The Sopranos called the Less Yakin' More Whackin', <laughs> who uh, were kind of sick of the, the dream shit and wanted some more killing. That's what at least uh, uh, um, Sepinwall has in here. Yeah, so from yeah. what I've read, uh, the critics loved this episode yeah fans not quite as much like it's it's like any time we come in here and say i didn't like this episode i i please put a put a asterisk by it that means this is the sopranos i don't dislike any of it yeah you know like it's right. all good i'm just like i told you, you didn't like this i told you before the show i did i liked yeah. uh i like why am i not able to remember the name of the episode the test i liked the test stream a lot better than this episode Hmm. I don't know why um, exactly. I just enjoyed the test the test stream a little bit more. I think I'm I'm with you. I think it was a little more. Uh, I guess because it was such so much like a dream. Yeah. There was a bit more to chew on. Yeah. This is a little bit more. A little more maybe nuanced or or a little bit more. You kind of have to dig a little deeper mm-hmm. uh, to kind of find all the symbolism, and it's maybe not as flashy and fun. It, there's no Tony on a horse in a living room. In right. This. Yeah. There's no insanity, and like now, I will say this: the other half of the episode, like the the hospital parts, yeah, I think are way stronger than the stuff outside of the dream and the test dream. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, I thought. Not to move on or anything, because I still have a lot to. We have a lot to talk about, uh, but I think Edie Falco was incredible in oh, this episode. So yeah. damn good. So yeah. she here's a little story for you. Yeah. So she did not get a nomination for uh, best actress on this episode, really? and it's because this year they had like a panel that decided the uh, that decided the finalists. And they did not choose her as a finalist. <laughs> why? Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't That's read ridiculous. why. Yeah, kind of crazy. That is crazy. She's incredible. Like, <laughs> there's like, yeah, the when she's crying, when she hears the news, and then Christopher comes to comfort her. I thought that was great. Yeah. She's like wearing no makeup. Still think she's pretty hot you know, uh, without the makeup. She's very, very fetching. Uh, and yeah. then you have uh, her, her crying over him at the... Uh, Talking to him like in, while he's in the hospital bed, telling her how hot he used to get her down Playing there. American girl, right? And yeah. Talk about old times and saying that she regrets ever saying that he's going to hell. And just that's just a great scene. Which is a wonderful She's, callback to the freaking pilot. First again. episode. First pilot. That pilot is, compared to any other show, they, that might be the most important pilot. Dude, they from that thing so much yeah. like, I almost want to go back and rewatch it at this point that wouldn't be a bad idea it wouldn't be a bad idea to do that just maybe we should do that at like the end just to not yeah. even do anything about it if we don't have we don't have to like but that that there's so it seems like every week we come in here and we're like yep this was pulled from the pilot it's mm. almost amazing that they're able to pull that much from a 55 minute episode yeah yeah that was filmed in 1998 right Okay, mm-hmm. here's another one that I did yesterday. You ever look at pilot episodes versus uh, these episodes of Tony? I know we already talked about not shaming him. But oh, he's very, he's like crazy. Thin. Almost like, yeah, he's not, he's, he's what, sounds different, looks different. Yes, completely. Speaking yeah. of sounds different, we haven't even touched on that in the purgatory. He has no accent. 
He's like that. That is Tony. That is uh, James Gandolfini's right. actual voice, and I I don't like it. No, it's weird. It's really <laughs> it's really very weird. weird. Especially after you know we've talked about this several times, where like the further you get into the series, the more like Tony Soprano he becomes. He gets yeah. He gets a little thicker, a little sloppier with his uh, yeah. with his lips and tongue. Uh, so hearing him actually use his voice and talk was. Like it, it, I didn't notice it for about one minute, and then it yeah. really hit me in the face the rest of the episode. It's uh, I don't know, man. It's so weird because like, I, and I was thinking about other actors who are known for kind of their thing, and a lot of times it's like British actors playing American like characters. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. Maybe it's just because James. It's such an iconic character. You don't really hear. I mean, James Gandolfini is dead now, but you don't really hear him outside of that role a lot he doesn't do a lot of interviews or didn't do a lot of interviews how about christian bale uh that but he does use his accent for movies and stuff. sometimes i feel like he's played more americans than not he has played more americans yes uh that's a little weird but i i don't know why it's i and also just because i think also the british accents a little a little more easy on on the ears maybe than uh than whatever James Gandolfini's accent is. Yeah. He just sounds like a dude. Yeah, no, and then there's also just there's something to be said that the cartoonish nature of his his yeah. mob boss inflection, you know, like it makes it yeah. more pronounced for sure. Right. It'd be like if uh if like uh what's his name? Oh, I always forget his name from Peaky Blinders. He was also in Oh, um, I can't remember the son of Cla- it starts with a C. Murphy, Cillian Murphy, Cillian Murphy. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like if he actually like spoke Cockney, and I think he is British. He is British, but he yeah. like you know what Cockney is, right? Yeah, like oh governor, right? Go- yeah, like if that's how he if that's how he actually talked, oh, or the other way around, like his yeah. actual character was that, but we only knew him as this Cockney sounding dude. It would be yeah. real weird to hear like the queen's english come out of his mouth sure sure or or i mean uh or even like a, like desmond and lost like he doesn't have that thick of an accent in real life yeah yeah no exactly like that anytime they're mm-hmm. pronou- like actually like the accent thick is... pronounced yeah. yes yeah yeah I, anyway I, I, anyway i, I don't know <laughs> no no yeah it's it's very it was very jarring it still is jarring to hear because he just he just Kind of loses all the, co- not that James Gandolfini isn't cool, but it just loses a lot of that edginess and coolness, you know. Yeah, that kind of that face just value. Like, oh, you're just a, you're just a dude, just a guy. You're not fucking mob boss Tony Soprano anymore, you no, know. No, and, and okay, let's just talk about some of the differences from Purgatory from real life. Yeah. Hmm. So he's a salesman, a top salesman. He has his kids are younger. Yeah. It's not Carmella. Not Carmella. <clears throat> At first, I thought it was uh, Artie's wife. Yeah, it sounded a bit like that, yeah. And then I've also heard some people say it sounded like Drea DiMatteo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely was not Adriana. And I don't think yeah. that the actress that plays his wife on the phone is ever actually, like, nobody is ever accredited to it. Right. Um, let's see, what else? So he's a salesman. He he's really good at it. Like I want to say that this is the version <clears throat> of himself 
that he thinks he realistically could have been if he did not uh, become what he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's sort of faithful to his wife. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of chickens out on a a hookup, right? Yeah, yeah. He says he can't do it. He says, uh, oh man, if I could find it. I have a bunch of stuff highlighted here. Um... He definitely takes shit from everybody. He does. This version of Tony. He gets slapped by a fucking monk, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Which is one of the funniest scenes in this entire show. Is Mm -hmm. just watching Tony Soprano get slapped in the face by a Buddhist monk that tells him to lose his arrogance. Yes. (laughs) Are you you sad you can't find your your little thing? Mm Mm-hmm. I have a lot of notes though. I'm sure you do. Uh so if we kinda wanna get into it. I mean you mentioned the whole the whole shiny beacon heaven, raging forest fire hell. They're in Orange County. Yep. Uh where orange oranges are a big theme. And this show, and also in The Godfather, Orange is always kind of uh, represented in Pending Doom. Orange is the new black. It is. Uh, no way to leave. Purgatory. Uh, having lost his own wallet and all of the idea and ID and credit cards needed to provide who he is, he steals the identity, which is Sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, falls down a red staircase, which which at which point he learns he has Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Eternal damnation. Don't even, I'm not even going to try to say it right. There's no T in there. Alzheimer's. 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 There you go. Uh, religious scenarios and dreams employ similar visual language, both bring us back to moral choices and push us to ask big, often rhetorical questions. When Costa Mesa Television asks, are sin, disease, and death real? It flashes in implied answer, a yellow crucifix translation. They are, so watch yourself. I will say, uh, Tony's purgatory, very accepting of all religions. Yeah. They fit yeah. in like three in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and infection. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's a bit of, of Fennerty also. Uh, there's a kind of a, a kind of a joke about infinity. Infinity, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Finnerty. Yeah. They, yeah. Finnerty they, they, knocked, they knocked that out like in the first line. Yeah. They did. So, there's a whole bunch of sort of allusions to this being some kind of purgatory he's in. Mm-hmm. And uh, learns he has Alzheimer's, uh, learns Alzheimer's, pretty much uh, losing the person he is already. Say, what does he say exactly? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Oh, no, here's the line he says to the, the girl. So, to sleep with a fellow traveling salesperson, he loses his nerve, suggests, I could even be some other guy tonight and, I, and get away with the whole shebang, but no, I blew it. So it kind of talked about him being another person, about losing his identity, uh, having a briefcase that has another identity, and mm-hmm. you know, it's he has his whole life in this briefcase and it's gone. Just a lot of different allusions to this being maybe more than a dream. Yeah, and I think it could be between a dream and purgatory. I don't know if this is outright, you know, the biblical. I don't even think purgatory is biblical. It's uh, Dante, right? Yeah, I believe uh, so. Yeah, I don't think that's even in the Bible, but. Or might be I don't know I'm not a theologist. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, the, the monks, the men of God, the monks. The, we have all this stuff. Also, the second, the second hotel person I thought was either uh, the McPoyle who was in Westworld and Jacob from Lost, but he just looks like he could be like their brother. The guy kind of looked like Jacob from Lost or one of the McPoyles. Okay. You know who I'm talking I about, do, right? I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. I also I thought, thought it was that, e- yeah, yeah. but uh, don't worry, there is a Losty in this episode. Oh, really? There is. So do you remember the two uh, Arab guys that Christopher was talking to at the yes. bar? One yeah. of those was Saeed's guy. Oh, really? Yes. So, I, yeah, I, I, like, I thought the exact same thing you okay. did. And then right after that is when that yeah. dude shows up. I'm like, there's a Lost in here, too. There's a Losty. There's a Losty here. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. Like, the one of the guys, well, I guess... His dude that uh, was going to go... Along his with friend, the, yes, his, okay, yes, from yes, the, in, the, in the season one, I know what you're talking about, yes, uh, the greater good, yes, yes, that's yes, the title yes. of the episode, yes, I know where the he has to like roll over on his friend to yeah. save Nadia, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, oh, that's interesting, <laughs> which it makes a lot of sense because this probably aired two, three years after that, so dude was probably, probably yeah. still pretty active, yeah, getting little bit parts. Is see, that's another we had sort of a weird conversation beforehand about, um. We don't, but that's an example of that conversation we had, where Arabs getting kind of just role yes. playing terrorists and drug yes. dealers. And this yeah. is definitely in that that era where it where yeah. it's for sure happening. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Well, I mean, they come and talk. That's why the FBI yeah. comes and talks to Chris. Is like, hey, you know, uh, we don't really care about y'all's activities that much anymore. But I know you probably have connects of when things are coming in and and leaving. So if you just give us a little little elbow let us know what's up and then the the mob is fairly conservative like they are all about anti-terrorism probably more for a business maybe a more jangoistic purpose than uh than i don't know like actually maybe the greater good of the country yeah yeah it's more it, it it's more like kind of what's happening here is if they're getting a little piece of it, which I'm not saying those two uh, Arab guys are, you know, terrorists or anything, that has not been revealed to us yet. As of now, we just know they're regulars at the bar. Yeah. But if they can get a little piece of it, it doesn't seem like they'd be completely against doing some little jobs, you know? No. Yeah. Or letting it, I'm letting sure some little things happen. they're helping their country out. So, to kind of touch on the dream again, we do kind of see. Like the helicopter, we see the doctor with the lights. We kind of mm-hmm. see kind of what Tony is seeing. Right. It's things that are kind of breaking him out of the coma ever so slightly, I guess. Yeah. It's when he, you know, he, like you said, he tells the doctor that he's lost. Uh, like there's the a... Whole, where am I? Where am I going? He keeps repeating that. And I have a creepy note to that. Let me find uh, that note exactly. Okay. Um... Because there's a good note. And this is the first time he, like, wakes up and he rips out his breathing tube. Yeah, which is gross. Yeah, kind of uh, uh, How about the CGI wound he's got on his tummy? That's great. <laughs> I know those CGI. Oh, I don't know sense. if it is. It just looks CGI because it, like, yeah. it looks extremely flat and cartoony. Yeah. Uh, where is this note? Let me see if this is it. You keep looking. Um... The line, uh, the whole Costa Mesa adventure, in fact, it was inspired by something longtime Sopranos director 
John Patterson mysteriously said while hospitalized and dying of cancer in between production of season five and six. Oh, wow. So that line where he says, where am I going? Oh, who am I? Where am I going? Was something little dying man said. Jeez. It's uh, probably, they probably put it in there as like a, like like a little token to him too. Jeez. That's, that's dark. (laughs) That is very dark. That's dark as hell. Yeah. Lord. We could talk about now. I mean, coming out of the dream now, we could kind of talk about, uh, I guess, Tony, uh, the kids. We could talk about uh, the power struggle now. With uh, We have Syl kind of taking <laughs> over. We have Vito, who's definitely eager to maybe move up some, some levels. Oh, yeah. I my fa- <laughs> The best part of that little sequence is Sa- uh, Syl telling everybody how it's going to be. And then he asks, okay, questions? No personal questions. And the first thing anybody asks is Vito asking a personal question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. The balls on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, and then him, and then was it him and uh, Polly fighting over who's going to take uh, AJ home? Yeah. Him and Polly. <laughs> he's trying to get in that. He's trying to, you know, be the one that he's, he's, he's taking. Mexican food and donuts over to dude. Yes, the show. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's, he's getting the donuts. Absolutely yeah. bringing in. He's bringing in <laughs> uh, uh, Margs and everything. Yeah, he's bringing the yeah. whole spread. He brought in he catering. He did for the yeah. He's bringing it all in. <laughs> and fun inside jokes for the audience. <laughs> um, jokes for two. Jokes for two. Yeah, he's bringing all that in, and uh, we do get the funeral of. Eugene, yes. we do have uh, Vito kind of projecting as well <laughs> to Janice about why uh, oh, Eugene might have killed himself. <laughs> he does that a couple of times where he like mentions things in the side eyes, and it's, it's so like, huh, funny. Anybody? Huh? Any, anybody, anybody got an yeah. opinion? I'm just trying to yeah, get, test the room here. Gauge, t- test the waters. Yeah, I want to dip <laughs> my toes in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, I thought was, you know what? I mean, we had Meadow being awesome. I thought this was maybe the most emotion we've gotten from aj where he, you know he yeah. doesn't really know how to deal with this mm-hmm. and i thought the conversation between roe and uh carmella was great oh aj that was yeah. really good just like you know somebody in pain lashing out at somebody that kind of has an easy target on their head mm-hmm. um and that person being their friend not taking it personally and continuing and being like yeah that's why i'm telling you yeah, I'm telling you because out of I, I, out of yeah. experience, I I know how these things go. And then yeah. of course, you know, she gets you know she gets a little dejected at the end. But like Carmela, you know, I mean that was that was that was a really powerful tiny three minute scene. Yeah, that was like real friendship. That might be the most. That might be the most like actual real friendship we've seen in the show it might be it doesn't seem like there's a lot of real friends but that's like a real friend to friend ton of give and take i mean yeah that's who carmela was talking to last season when she was talking about hooking up with that teacher and yeah. getting back with tony uh i mean she's kind of been her sounding board and that makes a lot of sense considering that roe uh she really has no obligations to anything anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good scene. Yeah. And uh, AJ kind of, you know, he's, he's just kind of a, a shit kid, 
but he's you know dealing with his dad and he's never he's kind of had no emotion at all mm-hmm. and now he's having to deal with his emotions in a different way and um not really been helping out he's kind of talk he's not even saying dad when he talks about no Tony. he calls he's him saying, anthony soprano yeah which that was him. like i don't know <laughs> like that's just that, that was, was a weird dumb. that was pretty dumb i've never called my dad thomas mitchell no no, no, I've never called but my I've dad also never Charles had a, Mejia. I've also never had a, a weird relationship with my dad like that, where it's, you know, I don't know. Like, I think what, if uh, if either of us had the opportunity to call one of their father figures by their first name, it was me. Yeah? Yeah. Three, okay. Twice broken home, bud. I got I got yeah. three dads, and one of them I call by their first name. Okay, I don't call my dad by his first name. You call um, him sir? I, you know what, I do when I when I'm... Trying to pretend like I'm my, mom, I'm my mom. I go, Thomas! 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 We all have impressions of our parents, don't we? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting with... Oh, also, AJ uh, slips in a little poor you. Uh, a little Livia. Oh, Livia yeah. Callback to, to Meadow. Uh-huh. Poor you. Poor you. Um, They also have... I mean, like, AJ's... AJ's little breakdown at the end was fun, not fun, but like it was interesting too. Like he's he's threatening Junior with death. I mean, it's not a huge, yeah. it's not really a huge task to undergo. It's an old man, yeah. But, you know, it's it's sweet. You know, he finally kind sure. of finally let finally let it out. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think he does it. I hope he doesn't do it, but no, you know, yeah. I like AJ's long hair. It's a, very yeah. crazy that he's all all of a he sudden. looks the most different this season than any other season with that hair with the hair so we, we his... saw, when we saw flashbacks with tony he had long hair yeah yeah that's true that's true and then uh you can also see the beginnings of a little uh little mustache happening little mustache action which it's makes coming its appearance yeah we're using college now right yeah i think so kind of for a while and he gets flunks out yeah paulie calls him van helsing yeah, I like that. That was a good one. <laughs> that was better that was than uh, than Roe calling him Fabio. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Van Helsing's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. I like yeah. that. And mm-hmm. I do also. I did also really like AJ uh, preemptively taking some Pepto just in case his tummy tummy bubbles back up after that huge plate of food. Yeah. Well, he was his uh, yeah like, excuse. <laughs> yeah. And it's like even like and Meadow didn't even say anything. He was just say like hey no i don't don't say anything all right um meadow yeah with uh the doctor yeah meadow's always been great though like she's always been a she's she's never really she's kind of the audience in a lot of ways you know yeah and the constant and sort of the beacon i guess of of good in the show you know she had her her you know times where she's being a, yeah she had her aj moments back in season one and two where she's being kind of a bratty little kid mm-hmm. uh but she's i mean especially in this episode man she that, that was grown up uh she stripped in the first episode <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh the second episode she grew up quite a bit she did grow up a little bit she came up a little bit right yeah she came up a little bit she's very very pretty as well mm-hmm. still oh, yes. very pretty yes yes and it's okay to say that because she's way over 18 yes especially yes. at this point yes yes 
Yes. Yeah. We talked about Edie Falco, how great she was. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to um, touch upon. I don't think we so. Kinda, we kind of end it with Tony debating whether to call his... I guess not Tony... Fer, uh, Kevin Ferret. No, wait a minute. No. His... The, all right. So the, the, the guy is Kevin Ferret or Finnerty. Finnerty. Is the guy. Mm-hmm. He's still Tony Soprano. He's just a different version yes. of Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. got kind of lost in translation that the all the Alzheimer's made it a little bit uh, awkward to figure out if he actually was Kevin Finnerty who thought he was a Tony Soprano or if the situation was what it felt like it was. And it was. He, he, he just a mix up with the bags or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you want a fun we'll note? You want a fun yeah. fact? Yeah. The interior of the hospital was the same hospital from Scrubs. Oh, look at that. They, look, it all ties back together, doesn't Carla it? Carla probably called them. They were like, hey, we need, we're looking for this hospital, and uh, we know you're on this hospital show. Probably, sure. Uh, Kim, do you think we could use a room for... What for- if What if they're filming... It's like uh, the story that No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood were filming at the same time. You could see smoke Whoa. from There Will Be Blood. What if it was like that? What if they were filming Sopranos and Scrubs at the same time? That's and you can see like JD in the background. On uh, we got some breaking TV news, and this is sort of related to that. So that '70s show and um, Uh-oh. and Third Rock from the Sun filmed like next door to each other, okay. and it had the same creator, and that's why there's an episode of that '70s show with. Uh, freaking kid in that in that show joseph gord levitt okay oh yeah yeah, i know that episode yeah Yeah. he kind of he that's the gay episode actually it is good episode great episode joseph gord levitt is awesome fantastic love joseph joseph gordon levitt you're supposed to be like a real good dude too Uh uh-huh have you ever listened to his podcast uh i have it downloaded i I probably should it's good it's very informative you know like he's Mm -hmm. uh talking about mental health it's good stuff yeah yeah good dude Good dude. Good dude. All good dudes. Friend, friend of the show, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. We're going to call him that friend of the show. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's all for, I guess, unless you have anything else for those two episodes of season six. Nope. I'm good. Uh, we got, we'll do the, what, three and four later this week. And, man, we're, we're running right down the path here, just about running out of Sopranos. We are about to run out of the, them Sopranos. So get your big ZD in as you, when you can, you know, because it's about to be over. We're about to be done, so. Hell yeah. Get your cannolis in. Get your gabagool. Because next, next season, we're next time we're going to talk about some other food dish. Probably. It's not Italian food. Prob- oh, well, I think the biggest food from the next show that we're going to that we've discussed watching is also an Italian food. Pizza on the roof. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Travis, I'll see you and we'll talk to everyone next week or next to, later this week or whenever. <laughs> I don't know. Sometime there'll be another episode. Bye. Sometime. <laughs>